0: this is one of the most enduring questions of the figurehead era of the um, theatrical figurehead Kabuki theater in DC era. Why did they pick and why did the party rig it so that Joe Biden would be the Democrat nominee? And why was it so vital to have this sadly meandering in all likelihood, deeply senile lifelong grifter Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. It is times like these that um, we just need to learn to be grateful for. We talked about this earlier in the week, and it's difficult. It's a difficult thing to be grateful to live through times such as these. And yet, every time I dig down in this, and particularly when I'm in fellowship with people who have more biblical knowledge than I do, I come away so appreciative that God is making things so clear. You know, there's been a whole bunch of haze over politics for many years. And there's been a lot of things that have gone on uh, behind the scenes, such as most Americans have no blooming clue what our debt is. There's called just this article about, uh, oh, one of these top business schools, had uh, Wharton, Wharton, they asked a, a professor there, asked her students, how much money do you think the average Ameri- average American makes? And they came back and said something insane, like $400,000 or something. Um, and the average American makes 45,000 bucks a year. And, and so you can see why they think everyone's um, undertaxed. They have no idea, and they have no idea what bubble they live in. And the average American doesn't doesn't know, and that phrase "average American" is such a stupid phrase. Let me say it this way: people who are busy with living life, they they've been taught to believe that we can trust the people in D.C., and few people do anymore. But the degree to which it's not truthful isn't known to most people. We have a two hundred trillion dollar debt. We don't have a. It's not thirty trillion. It's not fifty trillion. It's it's two hundred trillion. Because we have promised to pay things and pay people things and give money to causes and such that we we have promised to do, we would have to unwrite those promises, such as Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, that takes up you know the bulk of our budget. They want to throw Obamacare into that, etc. Now the COVID, the pretend COVID bailout, which is really just getting people used to taking money from the government. What they've installed is a universal basic income. And that's we already had one, you know, welfare, Medicare, Medicaid, government assistance, unemployment. That is universal basic income that never they never put people off that stuff. So there's been all this haze and the 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 politicians have been able to operate in this haze. And then came this this guy who was really orange, like it's so orange. And he came along with all his orangeness and the orange things that he said and his orange tweets and it blew it up, and they had to they had to come out from behind the fog and operate right in front of us, and we got to see it. And then with the with the hoax response to an actual virus, which is in all, all likelihood a man made virus that you paid to make, in the, in the haze, operating in the haze, Tony Fauci probably well we know he used your money to have research with the uh, the Wuhan lab, albeit through a money launderer. So now God has blown the haze away from the, the, the temple of filth that is Washington, D.C. He's ripped the curtain down between us, the, 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 the people who are legitimately the bosses, if we would just act like it, and the people who are legitimately our employees, if they would just ever be taught uh, to understand their role and to be blunt, to be put back in their place. And there's, there is a place for leadership. I mean, leadership is a biblical thing. 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7 talks about the qualifications for overseers and deacons. Here's a trustworthy, trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, and he must do so in a manner worthy of um, worthy of full respect. And it continues. I mean, it goes on through another couple of verses. Uh well, and this is an important verse verse 7 mother well, all important he must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he would not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap that's that's pretty good it's what's well, pretty good That's the word of god that's really good so there is a biblical standard you know leaders are to be this way and there's also this standard that that also, the Apostle Paul writes about in times such as these, Now, I think the Apostle Paul here is being specific to hiding the truth of the gospel, but look, the, they, they're doing that. They've stolen this from people, the truth of the gospel. Romans 1, 17 through 19, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about what, uh, about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, and so he's talking about the gospel and and, and the fact that uh, Jesus is is the Christ as the gospel. But still, the policies are the the standard of in these times the the evil people. Try, wicked people try to hide the truth. Well, they've done this for so long. So they've installed Biden. You know, the Democrats, they so rigged this to get Biden to be the nominee. Now there's talk of bringing Hillary back. Utterly, utterly corrupt. But why Biden? And there's a whole bunch of theories on this. Oh, he's disposable. Charlie Kirk has that theory that they don't intend to run Biden and they intend to make him very disposable so they can have a true leftist come on. Great theory. Really, really super good theory. There's people who are saying that Biden's there because he's manipulable. Well, obviously he's bought. He's bought and paid for. But, but, But so, you know, so was Barack Obama. He was just better at it. Now, he just waited for his payoff. You know, Biden's been taking his payoff through his family, his whole political life. But I really think there is another reason for all of this. I, I think that let's go to this, this clip here, first of all, of Biden. And he's trying to talk his way out of the supply chain issues. And I think this is part of it. Because in remember, as you listen to these clips, remember that in March of 2020, they, they pressed go on the tyranny switch, flip the switch on, go full tyranny, crush people, crush small businesses, crush the mental health of children, destroy economies and put people in fear, put in the biggest divisive thing they've ever done, the, the silly, ridiculous, useless, in fact, harmful masks, put that in and then the injections. So that was March of 2020. So as you listen to this, let's just remember that context together. And shells were stocked.
2: And notwithstanding the recent storms that have impacted many parts of our country, the share of goods in stock at stores is 89% now, which has barely changed from the 91% before the pandemic. I often see empty shelves being shown on television. 89% are full, which is only a few points below what it was before the pandemic.
0: Yeah, if only there were certain things that weren't coming in, like food. Right. Or like toilet paper or like cough drops. And there are certain things that aren't coming through. Secondly, if you go around the country and you're counting all the products, there are many things that can be stored long term in warehouses. Other things that cannot be stung, stored long term in warehouses. And lastly, he mentions the storms. The storms had nothing to do with this. In, in, on the West Coast, the st- we, have, we have storms every year. There's always storms. Yep, there's some snow this year on the west coast. That's true. But it's not why the products are not being shipped on time. That's not why. The reason the products are not being shipped on time is because the dictator of Washington state stole 460 jobs. And when he stole those jobs, it was of transportation workers. So as the and, and now this is going to get worse with Canada And saying you can't bring product in or out of the country if you've not been injected. Despite the fact that everybody knows the injections cannot help this and are only harming things. Everybody knows it. There's not a person at the CDC or the FDA who actually believes this garbage works. Not a soul. So why Biden? Well, because when you're going to go through the most extraordinary destruction... Of the American economy in history. And destructions of the cities. And letting the felons run wild and own the cities. When that happens, you need to have a figurehead. A comforting old man. Guys, this is the Soviet Union model. Of having your Uncle Joe... It's just Joe Biden. We've seen Joe Biden our whole life. This is, it's very comforting. And so we we can focus on his senility as this is a, God bless the guy from Newsmax, James Rosen, for asking this question. I hate that he felt he had the genuflect to the figurehead in the way that he did. I understand why he did it. I understand so that he couldn't be said, it could be said of him that he was disrespectful. But in fact, I believe he was disrespectful to the American people by genuflecting to this figurehead. But at, at least God bless him for asking the question.
3: I'd like to um, I'd like to raise a delicate subject, uh, but with utmost respect for your life accomplishments and the high office you hold. A poll released this morning by Politico Morning Consult found. of registered voters disagreeing with the statement, Joe Biden is mentally fit. Not even a majority of Democrats who responded uh, strongly affirmed that statement. I'll let you all make the
2: judgment whether they're correct.
3: Well, so the question I have for you, sir, if you'd let me finish, is why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your
0: cognitive fitness thank you i have no idea that's the best answer he could give i have no idea now think of this and i don't want to take credit for this i saw this on twitter someone said this i didn't i didn't bookmark the tweet people who understand this man is not cognitively there we can go no you don't have any idea and and people who want to pretend or are somehow unaware of the fact that this man is cognitively in decline can say, that's a great, yeah, no idea. Then, then, right after that, he goes on to show exactly why people think and are accurately, just, you know, accurately understand that the man has entered cognitive decline.
3: Cool reopenings or closures become a potent midterm issue for Republicans to win back the suburbs?
2: Oh, I think it could be, but I hope with God that they're, uh, that look, maybe I'm kidding myself, but as time goes on, the voter who is just trying to figure out, as I said, how to take care of their family, put three squares on the table, stay safe, be able to pay their mortgage or their rent, et uh, Has is becoming much more informed on the, um, the motives of um, some of the political players and some of the... Uh, and the political parties and i think that they are not going to be as susceptible to believing some of the outlandish things that have been said and continue to be said you know every every president not necessarily in the first 12 months but every president the first couple years most every president I, i just i can't even
0: continue and he says, as he wraps up this statement, like he he goes on to talk about us, us little simpletons. All we think about is, man, how am I going to put uh, three, three squares on the table, honey? Uh, so I can't think about complicated stuff. I got to uh, it's beans and rice. And this is just 40 years. No, it's not. It's 50 years of him with the stump speech. Oh, American people need to put three squares on the table. It's just, it's muscle memory. But then he talks about American people just uh, they're trying to figure out what's fake and what's real. Now, as he says this, this is a man, triple injected, standing in a room full of triple injected people, all of whom are wearing woke masks, all of which are cloth. In the same week that the pharmaceutical company known as the CDC has finally admitted cloth masks are useless who at least this time is actually in the White House, not his soundstage in Delaware or across the street from the White House. And this man has the tremacity to say the American people are trying to figure out what's real from what's fake as he's engaged in an act of mask theater. So the party puts him up here because it's a comforting thing to so many people. And here's what's phenomenal about this. The Lord has stripped this from him. Biden was put in this position to be vanilla. Biden's job was to be this, oh yeah, we have a president. Oh, that's right. There's a president. Biden's job is to be like you eat, you take, uh, I don't know, store-bought pasta and you boil it, you put some olive oil in it, you put some butter on it, some salt and pepper, you eat it and it's reasonably good. I mean, it's reasonably tasty. You're not sitting there going... How'd they make this? How do they how do they ship this and where was it manufactured? It's just, well, this is reasonably good. That was what he meant to be. Because if you put a little spice in the store bought past, then they got people going, hey, the past is too spicy. But so craven is the party to get to roll the American people that they take this figurehead and they have him go do the most outrageous things and outrageous positions. And he tries to defend it with his 40-year smile. Like this, are we, honestly, are we all pretending those are his teeth? And look, I don't do physical commentary. I just, my teeth, I have solid teeth, but they're not pretty. And I ain't a pretty dude. So I don't do physical commentary because I believe we're all made in the image of God and God can be fat or skinny. He could have whack teeth. He could he could be whatever. He's because he 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 made us in his image. So I don't do physical commentary, but I do commentary on theater, on kabuki theater, particularly with the guy who's standing or turning, oh, American people, when they're not worried about uh beans and cheese, it's uh, what's real, what's fake. But the American people just think, yeah, I just can't tell. So he goes on trying to defend the rolling of American society, the destruction of it, the tearing down of Western civilization before our very eyes. And he tries to do that this way with the reporter who also deserves our thanks for asking this question.
3: One more, sir. Um, you know, you talk, you campaigned and, and you ran on a return to civility. And I know that you
0: dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills. Um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace, but you said that they would be sort of in the the same camp.
2: No, Uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said and tell me if you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor that they were Bull Connor. And- that is an interesting reading of in English. You, you, I assume you got the in the journals because you like to write.
0: So, did you expect that that would work with senators,
2: margin, or or cinema? Um, no. Here's argument? the thing: there's certain things that are so consequential, you have to speak from your heart as well as your head. I was speaking out forcefully on what I think to be at stake. That's what it is. And by the way, no one no one forgets who was on the side of king or verse on or bull connor no one not done the history books will note it and when i was making the case don't think this is a freebie okay
0: so what did he actually say the figurehead what what did, what did the figurehead actually say well, let's get into that. And you see my thesis now. You see my thesis that he was put there to be the store-bought pasta with some butter and a slight bit of salt, but not too much pepper. He can't do that because th- the policies can't be defended at all. So important. We're going to talk about a figurehead to have a guy like Zach Abraham. We're going to talk to Zach in our two today about uh, how to steward money in these insane times and how to be a steward of money. Plus, we're going to address the Bitcoin thing because a whole bunch of people got, I've, I've, I've never received more angry emails than about my assessment of Bitcoin, my assessment. And I love that. I love the feedback. So Zach and I will go back through that. He's the chief investment officer, Bulwark Capital. And for six years, six years, he's been very, very consistent. Zach has been telling people, Look, if you're using bonds to be the safe, uh, old 60-40 safe portion of your portfolio, you may be taking a serious risk with your retirement. Because as Zach has said, and he said it on our show, that the number one concern he has right now is inflation. Because as Zach has said, uh, with the money printing, still 0% interest rates, inflation will very likely rise. And when inflation rises, bonds get crushed. So he's put together a a program for you that number one can teach you how to do this on your own, right? Because his show, knowyourriskgraded.com, is primarily about teaching us to do things on our own. That's the primary mission of Zach's program. So if you're concerned about inflation, get educated with Bulwark's bond replacement strategy. They're going to teach you about this in this free booklet. It's called Common Sense Investing. And their goal as a firm at Bulwark is to protect our portfolios against loss while they seek to grow our assets. So call Zach Get a free copy, Common Sense Investing, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Trek Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. So my thesis here about Joe Biden is he is failing at the one thing he had to do, which is to not be an outrageous freak. And to come out and, and 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 I think that what they miscalculate. This goes to the Wharton thing. This goes to these kids at Wharton having no idea by a factor of ten or whatever that, of what the average American earns. It goes to DC and this great book, "What DC Gets Wrong." You go. It goes to this. Biden thinks that you and I are sitting around at home rubbing our hands together and 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 clutching our foreheads with our, our wives and husbands sitting there going, ah, oh, I just trying to figure out what's real and fake, man. If only I had Joe Biden to help me. If I, oh, honey, if we can just get Joe Biden to come out and help me. I need to watch real and fake. honey, but you we can't worry about real and fake. We need beans and rice and and this is their this is they underestimate the intelligence the good Lord gave all of us. They also underestimate, I think, the degree to which God is saying, keep it up, I'm going to keep exposing you. I am going to make you so naked, people are going to see your spleens. And it just goes to this, because Biden just got through, read what I said. You you got into journalism, uh, because I think you like to read fancy pants or or rights things. Do you remember, by the way, when that was a chill? Do you remember that? I'm Grim Milestone. Journalists say the president of the United States, Donald Trump, is threatening the lives of journalists by yelling at them during their press conferences and issuing mean orange shoe tweets. Remember that? I remember that. That's not the response when Joe Biden goes after this reporter. And here's what Biden actually said.
2: I ran for president to unite the country. To be the side of Dr. King. Or George Wallace? Um, I ran for president to unite the country. Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor?
0: Um, I ran for president to unite the country.
2: Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or
0: Jefferson Davis? Yeah, He's not suggesting anyone's a racist because the Democrat Party never goes around suggesting people are racists. The man cannot complete the one task he had, which is to be like store-bought pasta with some butter and salt and pepper, but light on the pepper. He can't even do that because it can't be done because they live in a house of lies and they're lost in it like a circus mirror house or a carnival mirror house. They can't get out of their lies because everything they are in is constructed Their currency is constructed. The agencies that pretend to regulate the currency are constructed. The FDA, which is supposed to be regulating pharmaceutical companies, is a pharmaceutical company. The FBI that is supposed to be investigating crimes and preventing things, like what just happened in Texas, is quite busy doing other things. Such as letting the thing in Texas occur. The hostage taking. And we'll get into that. Our FBI is very busy cooperating with Pfizer. To go after independent journalists. See, the Times are so extraordinary what they're doing is so obvious that they can only bet on having a comforting figurehead old man grandpa that no one's shocked by seeing like if you have a dinner party and grandpa walks in and grandpa's dribbling stuff on a shirt, you love your grandpa. He's your, he's the patriarch of your family. People age. Okay. That's our grandpa. Hey, don't make fun of grandpa. He's got dribbling on his shirt. We love our grandpa. You go over and you hug him and say, Hey grandpa, how are you? And you gently wipe his shirt off. We love you. And no one says anything because it's just grandpa. But if a wild man comes into your house, you've never met before. And he's dribbling food all over his face. You're going to freak and run and, and draw your weapons. That's the dynamic. And if we have any doubt about this, Biden himself has said what the dictator of Washington state wants to make illegal. Jay Inslee, the dictator of the province of Washington, former state wants to make it a criminal offense for office holders to question the results of an election, a criminal offense to issue an opinion about the outcome of an election. But Biden himself, the figurehead in this, this long press conference, was asked Do you think that if this so called voting rights legislation passes, which all the media is glad to call it voting rights, if this doesn't pass, do you think the elections might be illegitimate? Biden says, Yeah, it might be illegitimate. And uh, yeah, but, and then you have this is talking points. The same party. That called it the big lie when President Trump questioned the elections is prepping the country to tell them. Man, this thing's going to be rigged. Uh, 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 It's impossible uh, uh, to rig uh, an American election. And here's Jimmy Clyburn proving the point. These are talking points. He didn't, James Clyburn didn't make this up on his own. These are talking points on CNN. Do
4: you agree with what he said in that press conference? Are you concerned that without these voting rights bills, the election results won't be legitimate?
1: I'm absolutely concerned about that. First of all, thanks for having me. Let me remind the audience that in 1965, at the time of the advent of the Voting Rights Act, only 3% of African-Americans in Alabama were registered to vote. We come in with the 1965 Voting Rights Act, and look what we have now. Nine years ago, the Supreme Court took direct aim at that act, in Shelby v. Holder, and got rid of pre And What pre means, I want people to understand, it means that if you change your voting laws, and you've got a history of discriminating against black people, or other minorities, you have to submit those those changes to the Justice Department, or to a federal court, and explain why they're not discriminatory. If they're not discriminatory, then you go ahead and do it. So that's what we're doing
0: here. So 56 years ago, to remedy something the DOJ took effective control over elections in this state. 56 years ago, what the Supreme court said is this was supposed to be temporary. <laughs> and they came back and said, no, you don't have to do this anymore because you have, you've, you've solved this. And in these elections, you had the highest turnout of black voters. You had some of the highest vote turnouts, high vote registration. But again, Everything they do is a lie. They're wrapped up in lies. That's why they put the comforting store-bought spaghetti behind the podium. And through the grace of God, it's not working. And it is so incredibly important that we understand the other things that are still going on behind the haze for these extraordinary times. In which we live in such a gift for us to be able to point to our friends and say, you Republicans cannot count on D.C. We have got to get on the side of God Almighty. We solved our email problem. MailChimp canceled us because they're a hateful, tyrannical company that's a publisher, not a platform. We solved our email problem. I want to thank Dave and Julie for that. But this is one other sign that, uh, look... We're we're bringing advertisers on. There's now three in play, and we're onboarding them. Um, we have a distribution effort underway. You guys are the prime way this grows, and I'm I'm going to tell you something straight from the maha. God rest him that Rush always said. He said that the reason his show lasted the length that it did. And had the staying power it did was because of the relationship between you and he. Now, I will never be Rush. There will never be another Rush Limbaugh. I am nothing like his talent. And God has given me some, but he gave Rush more. And you and I are in this together. So I am so thankful for the people who have shared this show with 10 of their friends because that's the way this thing lasts. Because MailChimp, a a silly email publisher, they're not a platform, they decided to be a publisher, has already canceled us. We are a couple of months into the show. And yes, and our team went to work and a good friend of ours um, who, who has a big background in email marketing jumped in and helped us correct this quickly. And Dave and Julie worked and John helped us with this. So I'm asking you, I am. Please double down, triple down on your efforts to help share the show. That's the fastest possible way to get us to a point where it's more difficult for them to ultimately cancel us. So the theory that I'm working on, does it make sense to you? This is why you have the plate of spaghetti known as Joe Biden. That, and this is why it's failing, because his positions that he's forced to take are so unbelievably irregular because they are revolutionary. Revolutionary. And I don't mean revolutionary in a good way. I mean, they are destruction. They are destructive. It's a destructive revolution. It's called in in the corporate world, they would call this creative destruction. And one of the things you say in the corporate world is, look, you should go through creative destruction of your own properties. Because if you don't creatively destruct your own properties, someone else will. So you constantly have, like at a company, like a a well-run tech company, will have these teams that are out to say, you know what, Oh, these guys think their messenger products so good. Let's make something better. And these guys think that this um, this phone product so good. Let's make something better. And they will, Steve Jobs would set team against team. He would give them the same budgets. And then whoever had a better product, they would get more budget, more people. He did this constantly. Dog hates dog. What they're doing to us is destroying our system so they can rebuild it in what they want. There's a billion ways to look at the motives for this. And there's probably a billion motives. None of them are good for us on a temporal basis. On a spiritual basis, this is the greatest harvest we're going to have to see. And if we want to stop the destruction of our country, it takes turning back to God, bringing God's name back into the public square, bringing God's vision and words back into public meetings, most importantly, back into our hearts and vitally back into how we steward our families. Vital that we do this because being aligned with God, more of us aligned with God, more of us with the word of God in our hearts means that we will be voting the way we pray. If we vote the way we pray, we're going to save America with God. God's going to save it, but we'll be the tools in that. And we're going to save more souls. Because what's coming is so utterly clear. It is actual fascism. Not the the orange tweets are fascism. That's what the left told us. Orange tweets um, in history. There's an established phrase for mean tweets from an orange man. The, The phrase is fascism. That's been the phrase for 150 years since fascism was invented under the first Trump. That's you know not true. But what is true is there is literal fascism, which is when corporate entities and government become one. They, they start attacking the citizen base as one. A corporate government police state.
5: And you have, courtesy of one of our sponsors. Brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch. Sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. And I should just say,
0: for Pfizer's lawyers, that was sarcasm. I would never accept a dime of sponsorship money from you. It appears, according to James O'Keefe at Project Veritas, that Pfizer was working with the FBI... When the FBI could have been doing some other things, we'll get into that, Pfizer was working with the FBI to go after James O'Keefe. Department of Justice
3: documents obtained by Judicial Watch appear to confirm that the FBI is communicating with Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company, about Project Veritas. Now in this document, which is an FBI document dated January 6th, 2022, it's in response to a FOIA request Number 1514498-000, subject all communications regarding Project Veritas between FBI officials and employees, backslash representatives of Pfizer. That's right, Pfizer Pharmaceutical. It says in the letter: the FBI has completed its search for records responsive to your request. The material you requested is located in an investigative file, which is exempt from disclosure. It's unclear why Pfizer, one of the world's largest pharmaceutical companies, would be communicating with the Federal Bureau of Investigation about journalists or journalism done on Pfizer. Now, on November 9th, 2021, the CEO of Pfizer did say he was talking to the FBI and CIA about what he called misinformation.
1: Uh, There was, particularly with us, we were targeted by a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, dark uh, organizations that you don't really know the ownership. Uh, You suspect that there are some countries behind. Uh, We were getting a lot of briefings from uh, CIA, from FBI, about uh, attacks that uh, may happen to us, cyber attacks, I mean, but also about the spread of misinformation.
3: That statement by Pfizer's CEO on November 9th came on the heels of a couple Project Veritas investigative reports into Pfizer. Is brought around- to you by
5: oh. Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference brought to you by Pfizer CNN tonight brought to you by Pfizer early start brought to you by Pfizer Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front
0: The people at Pfizer who are in the business of giving young men myocarditis and pericarditis and then lying about it, who are in the business of pretending to undertake clinical trials, which are not clinical trials because they lie about the number of people who die. They lie about the number of spontaneous abortions and miscarriages because they destroy the control group by giving them access to these injections because they pretend again and again that the injections don't work until finally their CEO understands that indictments are coming one day. And so he can get out front and say, I do literally nothing, maybe some things, but nothing good. And uh, But we're working on a booster that uh, not only does it it do nothing, uh, it also does some things. But with James O'Keefe, he's the target. With everybody else, they're the recipient of the money. Now we know, according to O'Keefe, that they're shouldered up to the FBI. And it's not just the FBI. The reason we have spaghetti on a plate, the, the comfort's bland. It can't possibly be bad. It's just not that tasty food of a president or a figurehead. Is because behind the scenes, this is what's happening, and the FDA stepped to defend Pfizer by trying to convince a judge to give them seventy-five years. Started with fifty-five, then they went to seventy-five to disclose to us the data we have now that shows the spontaneous abortions and 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 uh, um, and stillborn births, etc., from their junk, trash mRNA. That's why the comforting figurehead. Now, what else could the FBI have been doing at this time? Instead of defending Pfizer, were there things that they could do if they were an actual normal FBI? Should they have been busy on some other things? This is another reason we have the figurehead. <laughs> just realized I was yelling a little bit there. Sound like a cranky old man. Get off my country! Well, that's silly. Actually- it's not bad. Don't tread on me. That'd be a good time for you to rate the podcast right there. I would so appreciate that. I'm going to be, there is an event coming on this week. And uh, it's, yes, it's coming up in Idaho. There's a couple things I'm going to be doing. One is a really fascinating summit for business owners. Um, and it is about bringing uh, integrity into your workplace. And a couple of friends of mine are hosting this. In fact, I'm on, a, um, I'm on a leadership team for this business summit. And so this is an event. It's going to be four of these. It's a lunch event. That's on Thursdays. And it's a really unique opportunity to take your business through this process of having Christ-like integrity in the workplace. This is a, it's an event put on by my friends who are, who are disciple-making, Bible-believing, church-going people. And, and this is aligned with real-life ministries in Post Falls. Fantastic church, in my mind. So, this January twenty seven, February 3rd, 10th, 17th, um, noon to 1.30. It's at the Best Western Hotel in Coeur d'Alene. Um, I am going to make it to as much of this as I can, and it's my bad that I can't be there for all of it. Um, It's just Thursdays are the biggest, busiest podcast days. I would love to meet you there. Um, There is a link in the podcast notes to this event if you'd like to register. Um, A couple of my friends are the presenters in this, and they are so fantastic. So if you are able to make it, I would love to meet you at this event coming up. And then, of course, in March, we have the speech um, way, as someone calls it, Northern Northern Idaho. Just FYI, no one in, in North Idaho calls it Northern Idaho. Just So just, that just gives it away. If, if you're running for governor and you say, I'm coming to Northern Northern Idaho, then we know that you probably have never been to North Idaho. You're probably a creature of Boise. And that's, that's okay for some people. So that's why we have the figurehead. So is there anything else? that the FBI could have been busying themselves with rather than working on behalf of Pfizer or, you know, setting up January 6th by having their their plants in the crowd and letting them do what they did and knowing what was coming and ignoring the removal of the barriers and ignoring the guy saying we got to get inside the Capitol and ignoring all of the above and pretending to not know John D. Sullivan, Jaden X was there, things like that. Yeah, they could have been concentrating on stopping the guy who took hostages in the synagogue in Texas, who then the hostages rescued themselves. The FBI agents there were not allowed to do their jobs. Hot air, pardon me, twitchy.com has this story. This is linked in the podcast notes. Remember when the FBI told you to tell us the Texas gunman's issue wasn't with the Jewish community, even though he was in a synagogue? Wow. Turns out there's a lot more to the story our pals in mainstream media are, aren't happy to see us with. So some of the things the guy said, I don't like to say names of people like this because it gives them the fame or infamy they wanted. We're coming to blanking America, F word. We'll give them a blanking F word war. He's, he said that we're... <clears throat> I'm opening the doors for youngsters to enter America and blank with them, said this guy who held four hostages in Colleyville. He said, um, I'm I'm in a synagogue. I've got four beautiful guys, Jewish guys with me. I'm bombed up. I've got blank in every ammunition. I've only been here two weeks. I've got them all at gunpoint. I've only been here two weeks. I've already got them at gunpoint. I do think white rage uh, is something that should be studied and taken seriously, and and I'm white. Uh, The FBI is committed to diversity. That's why we are pretending that um, people with penises are women. Um, And this will be uh, mandatory training for all FBI agents that if you are seeking a male suspect, remember that men are women. But, but... When someone else comes calling, like not America, not saying, hey, can you make sure that we that we have fewer terrorists come into the country? When someone else comes come, comes calling. It was
5: brought to you by Pfizer.
0: But, but Herman, you're wrong. It's not the party. It's not pharma, media, tech, academia in the deep state, except it's always pharma, media, tech, academia in the deep state, always, which would tell us something. There is a side that is against America. There's a side that wants it torn down and it happens that everything they want, everything they want is the same thing Satan wants. All of it. And I'm not here to tell you that the Republican Party is the party of Christ, of of Jesus the Christ. I'm not here to tell you that because they're not. And I know that there's a view. In fact, a dear friend of mine holds the view that Jesus was involved in politics. In fact, this book I'm reading this morning um, is called Real Life Theology. One of the authors makes the case, and he's a PhD and he knows the Bible. He'll forget more about the Bible tomorrow than, than I may ever know. He makes the case that, that Jesus the Christ was involved in politics. I still disagree, he was involved in building governance. He's involved in building a kingship a, a forever kingship but that's governance that's not politics. in America we have forgotten the difference between governance and politics because we don't have any governance. See Jesus didn't politic because he never went in and say you never saw Jesus say with his with his apostles you know when when Jesus gets done with the Sermon on the Mount blessed are the poor for theirs is the kingdom of uh, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And and he does this incredible, you know, forever the the Beatitudes. It's not like he stepped off the mountain and just did this miracle of taking some the tiny pieces of bread and and fish and feeding five thousand people. What you, they would have you believe if he's involved in politics, he would come down from that, get in the back room and go, okay, listen, how many Sadducees were here? How many Pharisees? Uh, can we get accounts? Uh, what did we get out of the donations? By the way, what were the good lines? So what I need to know, guys, I need data right now. What were the good lines? Uh, are we doing a follow-up period? Do we have the direct mail ready to go? He never walked into a town and sat down with the apostles and said, okay, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play the Sadducees against the Pharisees on this particular issue. But at the same time, I need to have some zealots with me because I need to be able to say to both of these groups, look, don't let me bring, you know, I'm I'm holding the zealots back, guys. I need you to understand something. The zealots are ready to come and kill you in your homes. I'm the only thing stopping that. And look, I want to stop them because I don't want you to see. And But what I'm going to need is I'm going to need a power position here, guys. I'm going to need my own region. Herod's got his. I need mine. He never did that. That's politics. What Jesus the Christ was doing was setting the groundwork for a global governance under the ultimate king, Christ Jesus, or Jesus the Christ, Jesus the King. That's what he was setting up. And folks, the devil is helping. He always does this, he always thinks he's hurting the cause. He's helping. He's created a perfect split. If you're on the side of banning speech, you are on the side of evil. If you're on the f- speech of, 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 the side of chemically and surgically altering and mutilating little kids, you're on the side of evil. If you're on the side of having a baby pulled out of the mother all but the toe and stabbing the baby in the head and saying that's not murder, you're on the side of evil. If you're on the side of pretending that an mRNA injection, which is giving people myocarditis and pericarditis, should be shoved into the arms of kids because whatever, you're on the side of evil. If you're on the side of getting a pharmaceutical company that would do that, that's paid the highest fine in history for malfeasance, working shoulder to shoulder with the FBI to attack an independent journalist, you're on the side of evil. If you're on the side that spent two years lying to your country, saying that the president of the United States was a tool of the Russian government, you're on the side of evil. If you're on the side of academia, putting out studies that are so easily disproven to be conclusion-driven, has the money studies, you're on the side of evil. And I can go through this with Republicans as well. This is not a R&D issue. This is a right and wrong issue. This is an issue of God Almighty versus forces of evil that want to take down the country but also match up so neatly with what Satan wants, which is the destruction of the American family. The destruction of any sort of God structure. Man and woman, who needs that? I'm, I'm going to remake it in my image, in the image of Big Pharma. Who needs kids believing that there is a moral structure a code to things we don't need any of this we are our own gods don't you know we've become like god we've eaten from the tree of knowledge right there on twitter that's the tree of knowledge it was tasty to eat and fun to look at that's what the lord has given us as a gift on oh it's paying off even on a temporal sense The people of God are growing in their desire to be with God. The Middle East is exploding with people coming to Christianity. Churches that are biblical and disciple-making are growing. Churches that are not are not growing. But even on a temporal sense, there is a reckoning coming on a temporal sense. We do have the email system back. Now it's an email system that's non-political. They're not gonna cancel us. So once again, you can go to the toddhermershow.com, sign up for the emails, and do just do me a favor. Um, issue a prayer, if you would, for Dave and Julie and John, who worked so feverishly to get this done. Just a little prayer that they would have that it would have a bunch of energy. So there's a there is a reckoning coming. You know, it's no secret that one of my favorite <laughs> movies is Tombstone. And you remember when when Doc Holliday's in bed and and not 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 and not in the hospital, but in that house they stopped at with Charlton Heston, and he's in bed, and there is Kurt Russell there as Wyatt Earp, and Wyatt says to Doc, he comes in and says, "I can't beat him, can I? I I, I can't beat Ringo, can I?" I goes, no. All right. I, I gotta go. I, I, I need to understand what, Doc. What what drives, what drives a guy like Ringo? Is it is it revenge? <clears throat> what? It's not revenge he's seeking. It's a reckoning. There's a reckoning coming. And of course, later in the movie, the greatest scene in my judgment is where Doc Holliday somehow cures himself. Well, it doesn't cure, but somehow gets the energy to go do what must be done. I know I'm talking about an ungodly sequence here, but, and he dresses in Wyatt's clothes and and puts on this badge and he gets to the, he gets to the, the, the area that the fight's going to occur in this little Oak Grove and, and there's Johnny Ringo, and Johnny's a little bit in the in the shade, and so he can't tell who's walking up to him. He thinks it's he thinks it's Wyatt Earp, and then the the he then Doc Holliday steps into the sun, and you see Johnny's face. Holliday, why Johnny Ringo? You look like somebody just walked over your grave. My my, my fight's not with you. Well, I, I beg to differ. You, you you said fight to the blood, right? <laughs> I was funning. I was funning with you. Really? Uh, I wasn't. Man, it's a great scene. It's coming. We have a moral and spiritual obligation to get in front of this because the reckoning is coming. We have a moral and spiritual obligation to get with the young people who are going to bring the reckoning because they're starting to figure it out. It's now Stanford University students who have stood against the boosters of the garbage mRNA. This is the second major college I'm aware of to stand against this. Student newspapers writing editorials against it. Students in Los Angeles in the government schools making videos showing how they have been segregated and abused. Put literally up against a brick wall, forced to wear stupid woke masks as their classmates are several hundred yards away. Teachers degrading them. Teachers, they're not teachers, abusers abusing them. We have a moral obligation to get in front of this generation of people and say, look, this this, this is ungodly. This is what life is like without God. This has happened before. You guys, you can have your reckoning. But if you do meet the new boss, same as the old boss, you will turn into these people. You will become the monster that ruined you. You will become the abuser. Unless you stop the pattern of Republicans rule, then Democrats. The reckoning's coming listen to this young woman she's a young commentator she happens to still be of student age It's a little bit long but it is a lot bit important
4: thank you for teaching students that our own mental health is much less important than making triple vaccinated adults feel safe thank you for teaching me that even the most minute risk is not worth taking life is best when you take the path of least resistance with no chance of failure and definitely no chance of catching a cold. Thank you for not reaching out to the students to ask how we feel about masks, because if you did, the majority of students would say that they hate masks, and then you might second guess your decision to make us wear them. Thank you for allowing me to experience the anxiety associated with never seeing facial expressions. Thank you for teaching us that we should never question authority or think critically, but instead we should follow whatever the people in charge tell us to do. Obedience is best. I realize now that thinking for yourself is overrated and not really necessary when you can just make decisions based on fear. Thank you for pushing your irrational fears and anxieties on me because I didn't already have enough to worry about. I realize now how easy I had it when I only had to worry about my classes, my grades, SAT, and getting into college. Thank you for teaching me that being a morally superior person only requires that I cover my face for eight hours a day and that the most morally superior people wear two masks, or even three masks. As you know, states around us, Indiana, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, and Minnesota, which have two and a half times more students than Illinois, don't force kids, don't force kids to wear to masks. I'm with you though, these states are out of control, recklessly putting kids at risk of misery and death every day. Masks work, even if these states have the same outcomes as Illinois. Speaking of data, thank you for staying silent without mask about masking, despite the fact that COVID has a very high survival rate in kids my age. Who needs data anyway, though? We all know that it will never be safe to see anyone's face ever again.
0: That's an American, obviously American teenager, making a brilliant statement. Tomorrow or Monday, I'll share with you this statement from a British teen, or maybe in her 20s on TV, who she breaks down in tears of anger, not, not tears of sadness tears of anger and rage. And she says they have stolen our lives. That young woman is more polite, but she's telling him you're liars. All of you are liars. All of you. You're all lying to us. When a generation of kids figure out they've been lied to, a generation of young people figure out that the government's been lied to, it's going to collapse. When a populace, and and Mao proved this, when a populace reaches the point where 30% of a country believe it is irreparably broken, it's going to collapse. But when and how and into what? My preference is this that the deep state collapse, that the party collapse that the Fauci's and the Gateses and the Pfizer CEOs and the Moderna CEOs collapse. I pray God helps us with this. And that what rises from that is, first of all, a godly nation that votes as it prays. And secondly, a nation that respects the rights given to us by God Almighty by virtue of being his, not theirs. A nation founded on restraint of government. A nation founded, refounded on the free exchange of ideas. On the free exchange of goods and services in exchange for valuable items. May it be money or gold or whatever. In other words what we were designed to be. But it will collapse. So we need to be in front of the young people as church bodies, as the body of Christ, as people who want our kids to live in a free country. And we need to tell them the truth. What you have suffered Is evil. Evil by design. It lines up exactly with what Satan wants. If you like this. Don't come to the Lord. If you don't like it. Come to the one true king. The one just king. The maker of compassion, the creator of all things, and most specifically, the creator of love and truth. Because there are two sides, despite what you kids have been taught. There are two sides. One has already won, the other has already lost, but wants to take you with him. That's our moral obligation, because it is going to collapse. This is the Todd Herman Show. We sure appreciate your support and sharing the show with your friends. If you do that through email, that's really the best way to get people to tune in. Now, please, go be well, be strong, be kind, be well. Well, what's that other thing? Be right with God Almighty.